want to uh, offer a very warm welcome. It's great to see you all here on this uh, rather wet and murky day. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sean. I'm part of the leadership team here and I'm hosting the meeting this morning. And uh, Ben is going to be uh, leading us in a time of worship. And then a little later on, Nathan is going to be kicking off with our new preaching series, uh, Working Through the Book of Psalms, which uh, we're excited to make a start on. As a church, we love to hear from God and we, we long to hear him speak to us. And so if you feel that God has given you a, a scripture or a prophecy or a picture that you'd like to share with the church, then please uh, come up to the front, find me down here and we'll work, work out the best place to fit that into our uh, meeting this morning. Children, Ben here will remember to release you after the third song. If he doesn't, it's his fault, obviously. But parents, please take your children down to the rooms and register them there. Nathan's going to be preaching from Psalm 84, and I, I was really struck by one verse in this psalm. It's verse 10, it says this, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. And maybe you've had a, a, a week where you've just enjoyed God's presence every day. Or maybe you've had a week where God has seemed so distant and you've come and you're struggling. Whatever week you've had, we can come. God invites us. In fact, God will presence himself with us this morning. We can come into the very presence of the living God and enjoy him. And, and as we worship, just even at the starter, ask God, please come help me to delight in you, to glorify you, and to worship you with my whole heart. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to worship our God this morning. Ben. Thanks, Sean. Good morning, everyone. It's really lovely to see you all. If you're able to, let's, um, let's stand and we'll begin a time of worship. Oh 
Lord, we thank you this morning that we can praise and worship you because you are good, Lord. Whether on the mountain or in the valley, you are always good. Thank you, Lord. Open up the gates. 
Lord, we, we sang, you break the chains. And I just pray this morning that chains would be broken in people's lives. People would be released to worship you, to, to live for you. Lord Jesus, thank you that you broke the chains. Come and release people, I pray this morning. Amen. Yeah. 
children and young people to go downstairs to their groups. Parents, just a reminder that if you have children in year six or under, it would be great if you could take them downstairs and register them, please.
sing with the voices now. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are the Lord. We thank you that you are the lion and the lamb, our great sacrifice and our defender. 
We thank you that we can approach your throne this morning with boldness because of who Jesus is and what he's done. We thank you that you're present here this morning. We thank you that you're wanting to speak to us and draw close. And we say, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and meet with us afresh, each and every one of us. You know where each of us are at this morning. We say, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, mighty God. Come, wind of God. Come and blow through this place afresh. Blow through our lives afresh. Every area. We say, come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben and the bands. We really appreciate you. Can we just give them a massive thank you? We really do appreciate you. Well, good morning. My name's Nathan, and it is really good to be together this morning. Uh, if we've not met before, it will be lovely to meet you at the end. Um, but I hope that you enjoy being with us this morning and making new friends and just being with the people of God and hopefully meeting with God this morning. In a moment, we're going to start our new series, as, so, as Sean mentioned earlier, uh, looking at some of the Psalms. We're not going to go through all 150 in case you're worried. Are we in this for the next three years? No, don't worry. Although that wouldn't be a bad thing. But we're just in it for the next term, preaching through the Psalms. I'd love us to, before we go in there, it's just to pray. I know we did this a little bit last week. But I'd love us to pray for Andrew and Emma. If, if you've not been around long, Andrew is the lead elder here, and uh, he has gone on a three-month sabbatical as of this last Monday, so he's had his first week. I don't think I received a single email from him. That's good. Did you, Sean? Just a few. You've spoken to him every day, every day. But that's not bad, is it? So I would love us to pray for him. If you've been around during the whole time that Andrew and Emma have been around, you will know that we have been impacted as a church by them. And we, they are a gift to us as a church. And so we can give thanks to God and praise him for them. And we can pray for good rest for them. If you have only recently joined us in the last few months, you can know that this church is what it is today because of Andrew and Emma and the, what they've poured into us as a church and the way in which they served us. So I'd love us just for a few minutes just to pray God's rest upon them. That in this season of trying to live in a restful way, they would know God's presence that they would know his delight, that they would know his protection, and that they would know his voice just speaking to them throughout this time. They, they don't want to break from God. They want to press into God. So we want to pray that for them. Can we do that? Why don't we just stand one more time, and then I'll let you have your seats. Don't worry. Let's lift our voices together and pray. Father, we lift up our dear friends to you, Andrew and Emma, and we say, God, would you bless them. We pray that these three months, Lord God, would be months of refreshment, 
and months of, of re, refreshment of faith and of strength and of health. And God, we pray that they would know your, your presence with them. We pray that they would press into you during these three months. And, and as they look to rest, they would enjoy just your presence and your delight over them. God, we ask for your hand to be upon them. Lord, we commit ourselves as a church to praying for them and say, God, would you help us to remember them and help us to, to pray for them throughout these three months, Lord God, as, as our dear friends and leaders. And we just pray your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. You can take your seats. Struggling to breathe, wanting the world to let me leave, heart pounding like it's about to burst, hoping it doesn't get much worse, thoughts tumbling around my head, no sleep, just a daze instead. When will it end? Will I get through? I know it will when I start trusting you, telling my heart truth after truth, all the promises I've learned from my youth. Where does my help come from? The Lord is my strength, shield, and song. Am I on my own? Is there one who will understand? God is with me, one who sympathizes, having lived as a man. My trust is in you, Lord. Keep me close. Through the pain and heartache, I need you most. Draw me in. Hold me tight in your grasp. Strengthen. Grow me in your light. Let me bask. Fill me again with hope, joy, and life. Learning like Jesus to persevere through the strife. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I'm yours. Savior, healer, friend, I'm running through your doors. Not looking back, but filled with fresh faith. You never promised it was easy, only you'd keep me safe. I'm grateful, Lord, that you first loved me despite my living for the enemy. Your grace is my resting place, nowhere else I need be, learning to live, breathe, and trust all in thee. I wrote that poem about 10 years ago during a particularly hard time in my life. It was a personal psalm. It was a poem, it was a prayer, it was the depths of my heart laid out on paper. It was a tool to try and help me to refocus on God and to trust him. And I still feel, even as reading it, just the emotions of that season and the cries of my heart at that time. I can picture exactly where I was when I wrote that and the desperation for God. You might be wondering, well, what has that all got to do uh, with this morning, Nathan? And this morning, as we've mentioned, we're starting this new preaching series. Can I get a whoop? Oh, lovely. Can I get a thumbs up? Oh, good. Excellent. Great. This term, we are looking at the Psalms. If the Bible is new to you or a bit unknown, the Psalms are a collection of poems, of songs, and intimate praise and worship to God. If you open up your Bible to the, roughly the middle page, you'll find the Psalms. And they are the longest book in the Bible with 150 chapters. And although we won't cover each and every one of them through this term, each of them is a personal piece of writing that reveals life, emotions, and reveals God for us today. You can find many different kinds of psalms. You can find wisdom psalms, 
lamenting psalms, thanksgiving psalms, trusting psalms, royal psalms, psalms of thanksgiving and remembrance. The psalms are a passionate book of the Bible. They meet us where we are really at and they equip us, challenge us to lift our eyes to God and encourage us towards faith and relationship with God, no matter what is happening in our lives. They are each real people writing about real life, about the highs and lows, who are real in their emotions and who revealed the real God who loves us through the storms and through those mountaintop moments and everything in between. And so we've called this preaching series Real, Real Life, Real Emotion, Real God. The Psalms have the power and ability to meet us, each, each of us where we're at, to draw us closer into relationship with our Creator God, who knows us better than we know ourselves. They show us a God who is not far off, but who is near, who is indeed close, who knows what it is to suffer, and shows compassion and mercy to us through every situation of life. And the Psalms point us towards Jesus. Some being prophetic, they're speaking of the Messiah to come. He's the fulfillment of the Psalms. They're a signpost towards Jesus. The Psalms are widely known as the hymn book of God's people. And I'm going to try and pronounce his name. Anathanasius, something like that, said that most of Scripture speaks to us. The Psalms speak for us. I'm excited for these next few months and the joy and the life that I believe these Psalms are going to stir in us and lead us to. But before we read our first psalm of the series, I want to encourage us to be proactive as a people during this series. Here's three ways we can be proactive. Firstly, let's read the Psalms. Let's commit to reading the Psalms throughout the week. Perhaps you want to start with one psalm a week and just look and and study and read it throughout the week. Or maybe you want to read a psalm a day and go through it that way. As staff, we started this last Tuesday by looking at Psalm 1, and we're going to spend time each week just looking for a few minutes at a psalm together and praying together. Maybe you want to start your life group off in that way together this term. Secondly, pray the Psalms. We can pick up the Bible, we can read the Psalms, and we can pray them. We can pray straight into them. Make them your own individual prayer. Speak them out as our prayer to God. And thirdly, why not write a psalm? Write your own psalm. Express to God what's going on in your life right now. Remind yourself of his character and his faithfulness. It could be long or short. It could rhyme or not. You could create patterns or poetry or just make a simple prayer that you put down on paper. But write your own psalm. I know many, including myself, have found that a helpful tool in drawing close to God. And if you do write one, can I encourage you either... You can, of course, just keep it to yourself, which is fine. But can I encourage you to share it with your life group? Or even more, you could even share it on a Sunday morning. We would love that. So come and speak to me if you'd like to do that. But write a psalm for your own benefit and your relationship with God. This morning, though, we're going to start by looking at Psalm 84. It's right in the middle of the Psalms. And in two weeks' time, we're going to go back to the beginning and back to Psalm 1. But this morning, I wanted to start with Psalm 84, and it's like a diving board uh, into the Psalms. 
If you've got a Bible, let's turn there. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till it each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer. Lord God Almighty, listen to me. God of Jacob, look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good does thing, no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I wonder if you've ever experienced homesickness in a major way. Anyone experienced homesickness in a big way? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us. At age 18, I spent a year uh, living in South Africa, away from my family and friends, and the first few weeks were great fun. Meeting new people, learning a new culture, enjoying great food, especially the steak, and seeing God at work in lives around me in fresh ways. But then about a month in, homesickness just suddenly struck. It was surprising. I wasn't expecting it. And it was completely restricting. I lost my appetite. I lost my desire to do anything. I just wanted to sleep. And I longed for home, for my family and friends, for British chocolate, for home comforts, and for people who just knew me, for home. Just longed for home. It was in that moment that I went to the Psalms in the hope of comfort, for strength, and for some small glimmer of hope. I remember crying out to God during that season, and particularly Psalm 28, just speaking right into my heart, knowing God's presence with me and his strength and and breakthrough in my life at that moment. And the writer of this psalm that we've just read, Psalm 84, he appears to be homesick to one degree. He is longing for his home, longing to be back in the temple of worship, with the people of God, experiencing God's presence, God's comfort and strength. He was homesick for the presence and the people of God. It reminds me of this verse in Hebrews 10 where we are encouraged, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. We're made to be together. We're made as the people of God to draw close together. And this psalmist, he's longing for that, to be close to the people of God. There is something about the presence of God and the people of God that should be so life-giving and almost addictive that we find that we can't live without either. Those first verses speak such real emotion 
from the psalmist's life. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh, they cry out for the living God. I wonder if that has ever described our relationship with God. Have you ever been in a time or a season when your heart and your flesh are crying out for the living God, yearning to be close to God, to be near? What a provocation and inspiration. This is the vision for the Christian, to yearn after and long after God. Anything else is second best by a mile compared to the presence and knowledge of God, to be near him. Sadly, I think so many of us find ourselves in times when the presence of God is optional for us in the day. We can lose sight of the preciousness of the presence of God. We can view his presence as unimportant and certainly don't feel our hearts and flesh crying out. Oh God, change us. Change our hearts. Change my heart. You can then imagine the psalmist recalling moments of being home at the temple and seeing even just the birds finding their homes in the temple's walls. Perhaps beforehand it had been annoying. Maybe the mess they had made when he'd been there, seen the mess of all those birds. But now it's like even the birds find a home near to you, God. And it increases the longing in his heart. But the psalmist isn't here just feeling nostalgia, but is declaring his need to even just be like the birds who find their home in God's presence. Even if I could just be up in the heights of the temple and just see it, to get a glimpse of the glory of God. He goes on to say in verse 4, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. I don't know about you, I always find... I'm better off from time with God's people. Time in the presence of God. There are times when my daily habits of reading God's word can slip and intentionally spending time with him, they can slip. And one day can become two days. And if I'm not careful, a week will pass and I'm out of spiritual shape. In those times, that first day back, reading God's word and praying is like a breath of fresh air. It revives me. It brings perspective to my life and causes me to think, why have I not been doing this recently? Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed, happy, fulfilled, satisfied are those who dwell in the presence of God. They are ever praising him, full of thankfulness and contempt. This psalm was widely believed to be used by those who pilgrimaged, uh, pilgrimaged to the temple of God in Jerusalem, preparing their hearts to meet with God in that temple. And you can see in the following verses why it was used in that way. But I'd like to move down, to, because of time, down to verse uh, 10 to 12. Sean read it earlier. I'd love just to spend a few minutes in these verses. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Why does this psalmist's heart and flesh cry out for the living God? Why does his soul yearn even faint for the courts of the Lord? 
because he's tasted of life and found that nothing compares to the presence of God. Nothing. Jim Carrey, rich and famous actor, once said this. I heard this at a wedding recently. I thought it was helpful. I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. This is one of the many reasons why I love the gospel. Because it's available for everyone and anyone. It's not based on your wealth or your education. It's not based on where you were born or the color of your skin. It's, only, it's not only available to the healthiest or to those who are able to have children. It's not based on sexuality or gender or about being married or single. It's about relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The psalmist has discovered the reason to live, the height of life, the one that satisfies. In fact, so much so he declares, better is one day in your courts than a thousand days anywhere else. But more so, I would rather just be a doorkeeper, just at the edge of the temple, like those birds again, than be invited to the house, houses of those without God. He's saying the lowest station in connection with the Lord's house is better than the highest station, highest position among the godless. Friends, if you're a believer, you have access to the presence of God in your life. You have relationship with God. A relationship that is better than anything the world has to offer. Does that describe your relationship with God? Does that describe my relationship with God? The psalmist looked to a temple, to a place to go and meet with God. As we celebrated two weeks ago, Jesus came 2,000 years ago, walked this earth, lived the perfect life, fulfilling the law of God and the prophecies of the Old Testament, and died the most horrendous death. At that moment, the temple's curtain was torn in two. This giant, thick curtain that separated the people of God from the most holy place where God's presence was, was torn. Jesus made a way for us to know intimate, most holy place relationship with God. Not far off, not doorkeeper to the temple, not birds up in the heights. Most holy place, intimate relationship with God. The psalmist, he was, he was happy to be a doorkeeper, happy to come just to the courts of the temple. But in Jesus, the temple curtain has been torn in two. We don't now need to travel on a pilgrimage off far off, go to a place or a building. No, no earthly priest is needed to beg for our forgiveness. Anyone may enter the presence of God by the way of Jesus' blood, shed to pay the wages of our sins. We come to the presence of God through Jesus, the way, the truth, the life. Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. No good thing does he withhold. We've been given the presence of God in our lives, to know God with us through every high and low. Friends, whatever is happening in your life right now, God is with us. Whatever circumstances you're facing, God is with us. 
However far you feel from God or feel you've run away from God, God is with us. He is near. I came across this uh, blog this week. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but her name's Vanitha Rendell Risner, and she says this, King Solomon was given everything, including wisdom, riches, and fame. Yet they did not knit him to God in love and gratitude. In the end, he turned from following God and clung to his foreign wives instead. Solomon didn't need to fight battles, to trust God for his life, to beg God for protection, or to worry about anything. He didn't experience the struggles that draw us to God and make us dependent on him. Perhaps this is why he drifted away. Unlike his father David, he didn't hunger for God's presence or experience the intense fellowship that accompanies deep suffering. For believers, the troubles of the world can be blessings because they draw us to God. We desperately long for God's presence where we find fullness of joy that can never be taken away. And we know that adversity can make us stronger, more compassionate, and more fruitful. At the same time, there's nothing wrong with enjoying good things like honor and riches and good health. God created them and understands their value and freely bestows them. But Christians should never mistake fame, money, and health for the best things of God. That distinction is reserved for the things that bring us closest to Jesus. It is often in our darkest moment when we have nothing to hold on to but God that we truly understand no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk those who walk uprightly verse 12 finishes lord almighty blessed is the one who trusts you let me ask some bold questions this morning that only we can answer in our own hearts do you trust god are you trusting God in your life today? Are you seeking him today more than anything or anyone else? Are you chasing after his presence in your life? Does your soul yearn for the Lord? Does your heart and flesh cry out for the living God? I know mine doesn't in the way that I want it to. If I'm not 100% living for God and pursuing his presence in my life, then I'm missing the point. I'd like to ask the band to come up. And we're going to have a time of response and of seeking after more of God. I'm going to ask some bold responses. I believe it's at, just at the start of this series. I feel like God wants to, he wants to bring a proactiveness to us as a church to respond to him, to what he's calling us to. This morning, I want to ask those who feel God is stirring our hearts to respond. Now, we can do that where we are, absolutely, but I feel there's a, as I said, there's a proactiveness to the start of this series. And so I'm going to ask for people to come right down here to the front. And it doesn't matter if it gets messy, but I want you just to come down to the front as your way of saying, God, I am responding to you. And we're going to pray together. If you're yearning and longing for more of God in your life, that your heart and flesh are crying out for God, I'd like you to stand, leave your seat, and come down to the front.
if you're not yearning after God or longing for him, but you want to. You want that to be the first desire of your heart, that you want to long for the presence of God in your life again or for the first time. I'd like to invite you to stand, to leave your seat and come to the front. Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. And if you're here this morning and you're not feeling able to respond for whatever reason, know our desire for God doesn't stop God's desire for us. Jesus is knocking on the doors of our heart. He's not walking off, but he's remaining patient, waiting for us. He's patient, full of grace, compassionate, loving. We're going to pray. If you're responding, why don't you just raise your hands up as a sign of saying, God, I'm here for you. I'm longing for you. We long for you. We long for you. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. God, we come before you. And we say, Lord, we long for you. We long for your presence. We long to draw close to you. We thank you that you have already drawn close to us. And so, God, our heart's response is to draw near to you. We say, come, Lord, come and meet our thirst. Where we're thirsty, where we're in need of your breakthrough, come and meet our thirst. Where we've let other things get in the way, we say, God, come and take first place. Come and take center stage. It's all about you. Whether we've responded this morning or not, God, we say, come and do a new thing amongst us. Come and reveal your great love again to us this morning. Come and do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, fill us. Holy Spirit, fill us. That we would be your people marked by your presence. Oh, we're the people of God, marked by the presence of God. We're the people of God, marked by the presence of God. We sing, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. Let's keep engaging with him. The band are going to lead us in a song. Let's meet with God where we're at.
Let's just uh, continue in God's presence. I think it's good to, to speak out to God our needs. He already knows them, but he, he wants us to, to approach him and to speak out. And so just as we're in his presence, there may be things on your heart that you want God to speak into or to transform. It may be that you're, you love him to heal you or someone else. Maybe you could name that now, that person, or for yourself, what you want God to heal. It may be that you just 
Lord loves more and more of his presence. You can name that. Man, Lord, I want more of you. Maybe it's that you want that desire to know him more, but you're struggling. Speak that out. He knows your heart. Whatever is on your heart, it's not too small. And it's not too big to bring to him. He knows us. He loves us. And so just as we, the band continue to pray, speak it out. Seek God, for he, he longs to bless us and draw nearer. Let's just do that. God we have demonstrated his love for us by sending his son to die in our place, Jesus on the cross poured out his spirit into our lives we're not forsaken, we're not left alone he is with us and he has the power to save, the power to heal, the power to transform, I just pray Lord would you would you touch each of us? You know our needs. You know our hearts. You know our prayers. You know the things that we cry out to you as we struggle. Lord, would you bring transformation, encouragement. May people know a fresh sense of your love this morning. Lord, would you have your way in our lives? Be Lord as well as Saviour, Lord. Oh, Lord, we, I just pray, would you transform each and every person here, everyone in this building, would you bring all that you have for us, Lord. We long for it. We cry out to you. Have your way, Lord, and be glorified. Amen. So as we bring our time to a close if you uh, if you'd like prayer or if you'd like to discuss a little bit more what Nathan's brought or what's been said this morning please do come down to the front and we'd love to pray for you or um, speak to someone that you know and trust who's part of the church but please you know, seek prayer it's good okay a few notices and then as we draw to a close um this coming week, we have coffee morning here in the cafe area there. That's Thursday uh, at 10.30 a.m. Uh, there'll be homemade cakes and drinks. Please do uh, come along. Uh, 
we, we often say it, but it's so great to see new folk joining with us, you know, unfamiliar faces. And uh, if you are new, hopefully you would have received a little uh, a welcome pack this morning from the lovely folks in the uh, uh, yellow polo shirts and purple uh, tops. If you didn't receive one, please do. Uh, there should be some over there. You can go and grab one. But in there, there's a little card you can fill out and pop into the connect card box over there so that you can get in touch and we can get to know you a little bit more. Obviously, in a few minutes, parents, please do collect your children. So at 11.45, please do pop down, collect your children and thank uh, the children's workers down there. We're going to be serving refreshments uh, in the cafe area in the moment. And just to say thank you for joining us. It's been a great morning. And uh, may God bless you.